0: Hello and welcome to this Q and A episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast with one of my very favourite coaches, Shona. Shona, how are oh, you? hello.
1: <laughs> Imagine you said my second favourite coach, I'd be like, oh, ah, bitch.
0: That would be really harsh.
1: That would be so harsh, and I mean, not true, of course. I mean, <laughs> obviously, also a lot. <laughs> Equal with Andy, my mum always does that. She says, "I love you, Shona." Equal with Jenny, who's my sister. Like, I know it's equal, but she always has to say, equal is Jenny.
0: (laughs) I didn't know what you were saying there. I thought you were saying equal, and I was like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) Equal. 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 Yeah. If anyone listening is not Scottish, that means equal.
1: Oh, did you see the post I shared this morning from Scottish Banter?
0: Yeah. I just feel like I I should totally address this because. Yeah, please do.
1: Definitely, we have a lot of people that. Not only look up to us for fitness, nutrition advice, they look up to us for life, relationship advice. We're role well.
0: models. We
1: are. We so are. <laughs> um, and I saw this Please, thing. On,
0: especially with things like this, don't. Um, yeah, maybe if you're health and fitness, but relationships, no. Maybe Shona.
1: <laughs> no,
0: but you you replied to the story. Like, you appreciate that this is like so shook. wrong.
1: But this, this Scottish Banter page, it was basically like, So it's like a screenshot of a text conversation and um, someone's asking their partner if they drank the orange Lucozade that was in their fridge and they're like, yeah, drank it. And then they're like, you're a joke, you stupid arsehole. I haven't got time for that in the morning. That's why I bought fucking two yesterday, idea. I hope you have the shittest worst day and that someone spits on your dinner and you're choking my fucking drink. And then the comments below are like, ha ha ha, relationship goals. And if you look at the comments, it's all couples tagging each other, being like, that's us, ha ha. And I was like, this is the most toxic relationship ever. If anyone you're in a relationship ever talks to you like that, you need to end it right now. That is abusive so bad
0: isn't it so
1: bad and like I don't know if you follow that Scottish banter page but I'd say half of them are funny and half of them are uh, people's children swearing in a Scottish accent and everyone being like (laughs) (laughs) like no that that's why is your (laughs) two-year-old saying
0: there is a really funny video going around of this little ginger girl and she (laughs) man's like (laughs) what what are you saying she's like what is it and she keeps saying it it's so funny
1: He's so cute yeah she's like what is that what's <laughs> oh, horrible can you imagine having to listen to that it's the turn of the head as well
0: oh so funny
1: <laughs> what yeah. Is yeah I mean that's quite funny like it's not her fault she's got that accent but then there's like there was another one posted the other day, and then um, there's a wee boy and like there's an elf in the shelf and they've put poo in the toilet and he goes it's a fucking shite <laughs> and they're like ha, 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 well done now he's gonna get into massive trouble when he says that at nursery next week I know
0: I know, I know. shocking yeah. isn't it <laughs> shocking. Absolutely Truly shocking.
1: shocking yeah so um we really should move on to talking about <laughs> okay yeah
0: <laughs> so it's been final commit six check-ins which were fabulous
1: they were so good
0: And I'm also so impressed with the amount of people staying on for Committed, especially at this time of year. Mm -hmm. And I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again, but genuinely, the people who I've worked with who get the best results are the ones that start in December or at least continue in December. Like it Mm -hmm. just shows so much about your attitude and that you're not willing to put things off just because there's a couple of celebrations or because it's like the social norm, I guess to mm-hmm. eat more over Christmas oh this just reminded me what we have to discuss what the post you sent me about the chocolate oh
1: yes aha uh-huh. oh the, the the quality street yeah yeah um I, I think it's just something that kind of irritates me uh on social media when um People like, yeah, it's so fashionable right now to be a personal trainer, telling people to eat what you like at Christmas. And I love that post that you made the other day because it's so true. Like, yes, to an extent, relax over Christmas, but don't be an arsehole. Don't do something that is going to make you feel miserable. But some personal trainers post things. So one, one post that I sent to Emma the other day was, um, a picture of an empty plate with like five quality street on it. And it says, keeps you full for, I don't know, 10 minutes. And then there's like an empty plate and it says, keeps you fuller for longer. And she empties the entire tin of quality street onto the plate. And basically like most Instagrams are really visual. Obviously it's a visual platform. People aren't going to read the caption. The caption
0: has more nuance in it, but just you know look The that- caption didn't even seem related to that did it not no it was quite strange it was like yeah it, it wasn't hugely related but you, mm-hmm. yeah, continue sorry yeah but generally i really
1: like this person's post but i yeah, just felt too. like that, that was really that was quite irresponsible because most people are going to be like oh this personal trainer on the internet has told me that it's okay to eat an entire tin of quality street now we all know that that's going to make you feel like shit eat an entire tin of it's going to make you physically feel like shit and mentally feel like shit and looking at her she's super slim and skinny of course she's not doing that herself like she'll be eating the first plate with a five quality street on it and then probably doing a workout afterwards I don't know which
0: is and it's so much more impressive it's like what I find contradictory is it's the same people that have all year been telling you to eat mindfully
1: Mm. and and
0: not to use words like cheat meal And then suddenly it's Christmas and they're like, eat all that you want, like eat as much as you want, eat a full thing of quality street. What's the Mm -hmm. difference between that and a cheat meal? Like I I don't see any difference there apart from Mm -hmm. it's Christmas and, and Mm -hmm. apparently you quote, you should let your hair down or you should do this. I think it's way more impressive to eat those five quality streets, leave it there and move on. And realistically, after the first five, you don't really enjoy it anymore like it it becomes like you feel quite sick you will feel awful after like sure you don't have to feel bad about that like eating you know we we spoke about this on the Facebook group today but or yesterday but like eating something doesn't make you a bad person like you've eaten a little bit more than what you had planned to you haven't burnt down the orphanage oh I loved when you wrote that
1: that was so funny yes someone had posted in the group saying um Oh no, I've I've gotten into the Christmas chocolates and ate them for breakfast, and <laughs> I feel really guilty. And uh, well, I mean, the only reason you should feel guilty is if they didn't belong to you and they were yeah, someone else. Stolen Christmas.
0: them from orphan children. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Then you can feel guilty. But if they, if those Christmas chocolates belong to you, then don't feel guilty. And Emma replied saying, "You only ate chocolate. You didn't burn down an orphanage." <laughs>
0: that's the sort of talk that we all need We're like, oh yeah okay that was a reality because yeah. I you. think we do get like and that's not to like be like you shouldn't feel like that like we no, all no, do no, feel no. like that and I think that no. like, I mean I've eaten too much chocolate and felt guilty about it and then I'm like it's just taking a step back and being like this doesn't make me a bad person I'm still no. the same no. person I am I just ate a bit more chocolate than what I wanted to let's learn from that and move on as opposed to the sort of guilt and shame spiral which Mm -hmm. sort of leaves you trapped in that because then you end up eating those emotions and then Mm -hmm. it turns into secret eating because you don't want anyone else to know that you're overeating and this whole sort of spiral tends to happen Mm -hmm. um but something I did want to touch on on this point as well is that I think there's a lot of personal trainers kind of this is what my post was about a little bit like almost like laughing at oh look here's the personal trainers coming telling us that We don't need to count our macros on Christmas Day and blah, blah, blah. But realistically, I mean, and I know from the Commit to Six group and from other clients is that a lot of people are quite anxious around Christmas about overeating and and about like taking a break or not taking a break or like what their goals are over that time or that they've lost a hell of a lot of weight, but they're worried about this time of year because they normally put on weight. So the reassurance is needed. Like keep Mm. telling people that they don't need to do that. Keep reassuring people that a couple of days eating a little bit more calories, especially if you're mindful and you enjoy it, instead of eating the whole box of quality streets, just have five, like enjoy the food with family. That's Mm. exactly what we want you to do and what we want you to be able to do. But that's a bit of a skill to learn to do that. Especially when you've been yo-yo dieting, over-restricting and over-indulging for potentially years and years and years. It doesn't Mm. come naturally and actually I had a question on Instagram today that was saying, yeah, you know, oh, it's so much easier just to say no to everything than to fight, like to then to find balance. And I was like, yeah, it is, it is so much easier, but just because it's easy, doesn't mean it's the right thing. Like most of the time, unfortunately the right thing and the most beneficial thing, isn't the easiest thing. So yes, it takes a bit of work. Yes. We're here to reassure you. And that's a huge part of our job. Um, so, yeah, don't don't stress about that stuff. But we want you somewhere in that huge middle ground, because I think as soon as you say, oh, eating a whole box of quality streets is too much. You're, they're like, oh, what? So you want everyone to diet over Christmas and be really restrictive? <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I want people not to eat until they feel physically sick. Mm-hmm. And I also want people not to over restrict and worry about their calories on Christmas Day. There's mm-hmm. a freaking huge middle ground between those two extremes. That's where we want you. Somewhere there. Perfect. Great. But obviously, it's fitness. So it's you're either in one camp or the other camp. You, you can't. Still are, yeah. you are. Know, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: love uh, that. Okay. Yeah. Shall we go through the questions in the thread?
0: Yes, we should.
1: Okay. Oh, let's see. um Christmas. Why did everyone start with Christmas? Oh, wait, did you ask what no, would you like didn't... help with?
0: <laughs> did I ask what? About... Uh... Yeah, I asked what would you like help with. Oh, All <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Christmas. What <Where> is
1: it? <laughs> 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 Setting achievable goals, allowing some treats without going nuts is that possible i think uh, we might have actually
0: discussed that yeah we have discussed that but yes it is absolutely possible Mm,
1: yeah totally um okay i think this is a really good question and so many people have this question and it is something that emma is currently working on just now so don't worry Oh, oh build it up right okay christmas I've seen a few people have said they are leaving to do accountability Christmas with the EC method, but I was hoping that that was what this group was for. So I'm a bit confused. And this group she's referring to is the commit to sex group. So Mm -hmm. some people are confused about the difference between the EC method and commit to sex. They are both separate businesses that Emma runs and they are both markedly different as well. So it tends to be that people have done both but then someone, they prefer one or prefer the other. Yeah, that's interesting because a lot of
0: people do do both or have Mm. done both or like go between. And Mm. most people find one more, like they gravitate more to one. So the big difference is one, the size of the group. So commit six, we've got like a, I wouldn't say it's small, but it's a moderate size group. Like there's a lot more one-to-one interaction there. Um, The EC method group is about 500, 600, depending on the intake which is awesome as well. So it depends if you thrive in like a smaller group or a bigger group. Also, you'll notice if you're on Commit to Six, it's basically one-to-one coaching. You have a one-to-one coach. You get one-to-one feedback with them. Mm -hmm. That isn't obviously the same with a 500-people group. That's why there's a slight price difference as well. But if you're looking for a little bit more support, then Commit to Six is probably the best bet for you. And you're absolutely right that we will offer... Accountability over Christmas. <laughs> Just so happens that that's what the other group is called. <laughs> that's
1: what it but says we'll get on the Accountability and commit to sex, Emma. It's not called that.
0: <laughs> yeah, commit to Christmas. <laughs> I told Shona that I wanted to change commit to six to commit to imperfect, and she was like, "Needs a bit of work, and <laughs> Commit
1: to imperfect. And yeah, it totally needs work. Do you know that that could be something if there's anyone who's really good at like making names for things, can you please um message Emma? (laughs) (laughs) Don't let me change
0: the name of the group.
1: Yeah. Um, right, I'm sorry, I'm just fine. Yeah, I think that is a good question
0: and it it just needs cleared up. Um But um on that point as well, uh gonna make, well, we're gonna make together some pretty awesome stuff over Christmas i'm very excited so it's going to be instead of the hundreds there's going to be some like quite short workouts of the day that you can do on top of your normal Mm. training if you want to do extra these are obviously all fun optional extras but there's going to be quite a lot of things that we're going to do over the course of the next month i guess well the lead up to christmas so the 12 days lead up to christmas and then really and this is where it really matters that little space that little space, which isn't so little, in between Christmas and New Year, that's when people tend to go off track. Yeah, that time period. Mm. So that's when we're really going to hammer home the accountability and make sure people are doing their daily check-ins and are well supported.
1: Yeah, I think because like a lot of people are off work that week and they might still have family hanging around and like there just seem- it's there's no routine to life in that week it's kind of a limbo week so yeah i think that that's going to be extra important for people to so get yourselves in um okay next question going away for a week pre-christmas oh lucky you what's the best way to track as we'll have lots of meals out do i guess and any tips and tricks so i don't overdo it when in holiday
0: mode? so yeah you just guess you guess mate you do it um uh What is the word I'm looking for? Guesstimate. Yeah, guesstimate, but an educated guess. That's what I was going to say. (laughs) So you can like you've been tracking for a while now, and I'm sure you can sort of eyeball a meal and figure out roughly what it is. Do remember that when you're eating out, it's always probably going to be a little bit more than what you thought it was going to be. And there's a bit of a I guess like I normally go if I'm in a fat loss phase, I'll be like, right, I'm going to take off 10% of what I think it is. And just make sure I'm erring on the side of caution there. You might want to say, do you know what? Over this next, like over the holiday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move up to maintenance or I'm going to allow myself maintenance. So change your mindset a little bit and allow yourself those extra calories. Um, or you might want to say, I'm going to stick to fat loss, which is absolutely doable as well. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, set your goal, figure out what you want to do. There's loads of little tips. Like if you're eating out three meals a day or well, I mean, this wouldn't be eating out three meals a day, but normally if I was going to eat out three meals a day in fat loss, I'd probably just skip a meal or have quite a small meal for one of the meals. Um, But it kind of depends how you work because sometimes that just results in people getting overhungry and then overeating when they eat out. Mm -hmm. For other people, it works really well. So there's a little bit of give and take. The, The other thing that's often quite hard to get if you're eating out a lot is food volume. Because they don't tend to like give you massive salads they'll give you like three leaves of lettuce on the side and like there's your side salad and you're like thanks I paid six pounds for this (laughs) (laughs) two leaves of lettuce but yeah so I would just I mean look at the menu go for lean meats if you're trying to stay on track that that kind of thing Mm. yep any extra tips um uh
1: yeah I would just say with alcohol as well um maybe save that for like after your dinner because I find see if you're drinking and eating at the same time you don't even really focus on what you're eating you just focus on what you're drinking and then obviously if you've if you've drank loads then you tend to overeat uh, focus on the conversation have a nice time yeah
0: yeah and, and remember as well that <clears throat> like if you say so little tips as well. Like if you're getting salad, get the dressing on the side. If you're getting something with loads of sauce on, ask if you can get that on the side because that's normally where all the extra calories are. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, what else was I going to say? Yes. Yeah, so and then there's like the what is it? Three from four rule or is it two from three rule? I can never remember. But it's basically like if you're going up to dinner, and you normally have like starter, main, dessert, and drink. Just pick two. Mm. So you're like, okay, I, I, do you know what? I really want to have gin and tonics. I'm gonna have a drink, and I'm gonna have my main.
1: Yeah. Great.
0: Like, obviously, don't just have a starter. That would be a bit ridiculous. But like, maybe not all four things. That's gonna save you quite a lot as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Fab. Um. <clears throat> okay love, love, love this group. The support is incredible and I am loving Shona's home workouts. I have a few questions. Okay, number one, um, I am doing really well with steps and workouts and I'm consistently hitting five to six workouts and 18 to 20k steps per day but in the last few weeks I've found my food intake slipping back to old habits. What I thought was a restriction binge cycle previously, I think may actually just be me having no self-control at the weekends. Um, I'm on 1850 calories, so this should be plenty to not feel restricted. And yet I'm still binging at the weekends. Mostly it is alcohol related. Recently, I've realized that it still happens even if I don't drink. So I'm a bit of a loss um, as to where to go from here. Any suggestions, particularly December, is typically a month where I let loose. And then think about the consequences in January. I really want this year to be the year I don't put on the obligatory 10 pounds in December. So what I'm reading for this and what I've I've noticed sometimes is that there's like a kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy here. So if you say at Christmas, what I normally do is then insert these like behaviors, then chances are that's what you'll do. Like you're you're already setting yourself up with that mindset and that attitude you're in control here you're the one that can stop that and change I, I know that sounds really easy but even just the way that you're talking about that sounds like oh well it's out of my control that's what I do at Christmas it's so not
0: yeah oh that's such a good point and I, and I think the same is true with the weekend it's like I mean realistically the weekend is exactly the same the day is exactly the same okay so so on like a are you able to to do it level yes of course you can stick to it during the week Monday is no different than Sunday like if you can stick to it during the week you can do it on the weekend it's not that you aren't able to do it so Mm -hmm. first of all let's and that might seem like and I know that there's a there's a leap between that and actually implementing it which is what we need to cover but first of all we need to get your mindset away from I will always self-sabotage on the weekend there's nothing I can do about it to Mm -hmm. okay actually the weekend is the same as this day like can I actually stick to my calories on the weekend? Yeah, of course I can. Mm-hmm. But we would probably need a little bit inf- more information about like what's happening, why you're overeating. Is it like, is there a sort of trigger to it? Mm-hmm. Are you overstressed during the week and it's sort of building up? And it, cause, Cause it could be a load of things. It could be that you're really stressed with work and on the weekend you actually have time to think about it. And then you're emotionally eating. It could be that you end up eating different foods and that. Then you just have this fuck it mentality of, oh, well, if I can't be perfect, I'll just overeat instead of remembering that it's the weekly average that we're focusing on and a bit of imperfect action there is going to do you the world of good. So there are loads of things here, but I, I would really take a step back and look at what you're doing and why you're doing it and write it down. Like, that's mm-hmm. why we have you doing written check ins is because we want you to reflect on what's happening and you to really think about it rather than just us saying like if I called you up now and asked you why you'd be like oh I'm not really sure Mm. okay so take some actual time out sit down and write and and ask yourself why this is happening write it in a way that you know we have to make sense of and then send us it
1: yeah and we can help
0: you with that because we don't know yet until we've got all the information
1: love it yeah that's such a good idea Okay, um, this is a good question. It might have been asked before. Uh, One of the feedbacks that we had about the podcast, I would say like this is one feedback out of like hundreds of positive feedback about the podcast. One person said that the podcast is quite repetitive. Now, it's not repetitive. It's just that the people need reassuring and reminding of Maybe the same answer so we're not necessarily giving you the same answer we're always rewarding it in a, a different way but it's just sometimes you need to hear that message several times um, honestly so it's part of it our in. job
0: is yeah, to of reiterate things in slightly different ways with slightly yeah. different contexts for different situations that will resonate with different people and it is really interesting yeah do you know what some of the podcasts are quite repetitive because we do get some of the same questions because mm-hmm. it's this, it, like people need to know the same things like human physiology doesn't change that much and you might think that everyone is so different but people struggle with the same things that's why it's useful hearing other people's questions as well and actually one of the lovely bits of feedback we get quite a lot is like oh I didn't even know that I wanted to know that but now I know that or like I didn't even think I was struggling with that but actually that really resonates with me and that really helps like that advice really helped so Mm -hmm. yes it might be a bit repetitive but you can fast forward if you don't like it. <laughs> um.
1: Okay. Uh, completely Wait, random. At least we don't have ads. Oh, I know. Come on. I mean, I tried. I tried to get someone <laughs> to like sponsor me. We tried to get cleaner, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Completely random. But why is red meat worse for you than white meat? I eat quite a lot of it. And apart from potentially higher fat content in some cuts... Are there other reasons to not eat it as much?
0: Yeah, so red meat is linked to an increased risk of cancer. Um, Not as much as... So we... Oh, now I can't remember the exact stats on this. But it's relative risk as opposed to absolute risk. So actually, just keep talking because this is a really good point.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, Also, I I mean... I just couldn't ever eat, I know this is not red meat, but I could never eat pork ever again because I went on holiday to Shetland and there were these little piggies in the field next to me and you would go piggies and they would go oink 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 and run up and want pats and they were like pretty much exactly like dogs, but just like hairy, well dogs are hairy, but like hairy like a pig and I just could never what, ever. Hairy eat pigs? Yeah, they were called coon coon pigs. Kun Kun K U N K U N, and they were like black and white spots and hairy and just super
0: cute. Okay, so- say, guys, no pork. But no pork. right, this is I've got the study up now. Okay. So it is true that processed meat is linked to. So this is processed meat, and often, actually, this is another point. Often, that kind of gets put in with red meat. Mm-hmm. Um. But this is stats on processed meat. So it is linked to an increased risk of cancer. This means things like bacon, ham, sausages, which if you're not eating pigs, then you'll be fine. Um, or like salami. Do you remember when everyone had um, those salamis? What
1: are they called? Or oh, the, the is it the
0: pepperoni? <laughs> they were sick.
1: That is absolutely disgusting. I bet that was like 10% meat.
0: Oh, it's so <laughs> gross. We, it, like Everyone used to have them for lunch. Like for their, in their, like... Hack lunch at school?
1: Um, 10% meat and 100% of that is eyelids, bum holes, <laughs> connective
0: tissue, trotters. Oh, okay. So researchers found that there's an 18% increase in risk of colorectal cancer if you eat processed meat every day. So 18% sounds like quite a lot, but what it refers to is what is known as relative risk. And this is really important because a lot of the time headlines almost always talk about relative risk as opposed to absolute risk so Mm -hmm. to give an example relative risk refers to how much an action increases or decreases your risk so for example if processed meat had no impact on risk of cancer the relative risk would be zero if it doubled your risk of cancer the relative risk would be 200 percent So the difference between relative risk and absolute risk should be considered. And this is something that I've previously struggled to get my head around. So an example that should be easier. So let's say you have, let's use your car as an example. Let's say you have a 10% risk that there will be a fault with your car within three years. However, if you service your car, then, and don't drive it like a lunatic, then your risk goes down to eight percent. So it goes from ten percent down to eight percent. That would be a twenty percent reduction in relative risk. So that sounds like a lot. 20 percent reduction, but it's really right an absolute risk of two percent. Ah. And then if you drive around like a boy racer, your relative risk might go up by a hundred percent, but that would leave you with an absolute risk of twenty percent. Do you know? Does that make any it, sense? totally does yes (laughs) so and and then to bring it back to the uh, processed meat example if you eat processed meat then your relative risk goes up by 18 percent. but because your lifetime absolute risk is only about five percent someone so if we're comparing someone who like i don't eat much processed meat my my lifetime risk of colorectal cancer is about five percent shona eats pepperamis twice a day every day So her relative, her lifetime risk is about 5.9%. That's the 18% increase. So it's from 5% to 5.9%, which may be a very boring story for everyone. But I think it's really useful to know when you're like reading headlines and stuff. And it'd be like, eggs, double your risk of some really obscure disease. And you're like, oh my God. And it's like, your risk was only 0.1% anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to know your absolute risk when considering your relative risk.
1: Yeah, like I saw one the other day. um, So there's like loads of uh, COVID vaccine deniers. Mm. and um, I would love to get
0: Hannah on to talk about vaccines.
1: Oh yeah, we totally should. But yeah, there was a post about um, someone had put the risk of, uh, like, uh, is it called... vaccine injury or something like that right but it was the same risk as dying in a plane crash which is so 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 small but we're not like people are failing to make that connection they're like oh my god there's a risk
0: yeah. the risk is so small <laughs> yeah. it is it's really interesting isn't it, it i think it's quite hard to compare a lot of these things and then people take things completely out of context especially with covid like oh only such this many people have died of covid well more people die of cancer why aren't we doing something about that and it's like we are are already (laughs) also cancer's not contagious but you know slightly different Yeah, Um, yeah
1: um yeah you absolutely need to get hannah on get that brain on and let's tap into it let the yeah. knowledge flow, flow free.
0: That would be awesome.
1: Yeah. Okay. Do we have any more questions? Um, yep. One more. You talk about the whoosh effect when losing weight, fat mass. Could she calling you fat mass? Wait, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you call me? Uh, could. Imagine that was your name. Fat mass. Um, <laughs> could the same be said when in a muscle building phase, A theoretical whoosh of increased fat mass I noticed my body weight jump up by a kilo in the last couple of days I know this could be for a whole multitude of reasons but it did make me think about the possibility of a reverse
0: whoosh whoosh no and what the the key thing that you're mistaking here Is and by no fault of your own, by the way, it's not that clear. But the whoosh effect isn't a massive drop in fat like overnight, it's reduced uh, water retention. So, the theory behind this, and it doesn't happen to everyone, and I honestly think it's actually more due to your like women's menstrual cycles than it is to this whoosh effect. So, the idea behind the whoosh effect is that you lose fat from your adipose tissues, which are your fat cells. But that's replaced by water for a period of time. And then it, like, then the water goes at some point. And it kind of explains why sometimes we see this plateauing and then a big drop. Um, but honestly, I think it's menstrual, like water retention dropping that usually is what it is. Either way, it doesn't hugely matter. It, it isn't that you're losing body fat really quickly over like a couple of days, it's just that you're seeing that appear on the scales that's that's all it is so it's just water retention leaving and whether that's from this fat these fat cells filling up with water and then the the water going from those cells or whether it's just actually general water retention that's leaving the body we don't really know but but equally you wouldn't gain fat that quickly either it's likely again water retention basically anything that changes the scales short term is not a change in body composition like it's it's impossible for it to be you won't put on muscle that quickly you won't lose muscle that quickly you won't put on fat that quickly you won't lose fat that quickly all that's changing is usually water retention
1: you should get that made into a t-shirt
0: yeah so succinct wasn't it <laughs> like a whole what like the whole lecture of t-shirt. a and then you turn around for the bit of the back <laughs> that will be written on my grave though emma would just like to say one more thing if your body <laughs> if the scales are changing <laughs> <laughs> don't worry yes okay excellent
1: yeah that was it that was the final question so yeah um really really i don't think that was a really good question Um a yeah, brilliant it. When, question when people um are really like thinking about why they're doing it and that's that's something that a lot of the the, the feedback that we've got from people ending commit to sex is that they've learned so much they feel really empowered this program like we've not just like told them like this is your calories this is the workouts go away and do whatever you want we like really educate people and that in my opinion is how you should always feel with all coaches like they should shouldn't make you feel stupid should make you feel like you're learning and you could if if you wanted to go away and do it yourself
0: yeah 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 a hundred percent and I think like it says a lot when coaches don't want to answer questions like that's mm. what we're here for and actually yeah. we we're always of the notion that like if you're if you don't understand it we haven't explained it well enough like it's not your fault it's ours so if you if there's something you don't understand just ask it again if you're like I already asked this question but your response like I didn't quite understand why this is happening or something I mean unless it's again I can't understand why I put on 0.1 pounds on the scales that might get a little bit annoying but apart from that any questions anything yeah <laughs> yeah I mean we'll probably go over that a million times as well but yeah,
1: that's fine. we will keep going mm-hmm.
0: we'll keep going until it's in your brain that small changes oh no in fact this is a really good thing to remember is that big changes on the scale over a short period of time cannot cannot be changes in body composition i will end this the podcast there
1: thank you everyone